Welcome to the Rebirth of You podcast, the podcast for midlife men who are ready to stop underliving and want to create the best next version of themselves without apology. I'm your host and coach, Dwayne Leckie, and I'm excited to be here with you guys today. I was having a conversation with a client this morning, and, you know, it was what I found really cool about it was, you know, the, my client was sharing with me some of the breakthroughs that he's been having and the realizations that he's been he, that he's been, you know, noticing um, about himself and about how how much he has changed in the short period of time that we've been working together. Um, you know, one of the things that he said, you know, that's stuck out to me was how, how much more calm he is and how, how much less he is just reacting to the world or the circumstances and situations that are going on around him. Um, you know, in in his words, you know, he was saying how, you know, prior to, you know, to us talking, he, you know, he was always in this very reactionary state, um, you know, constantly, you know, responding and in not a good way to the things that people would say or the things that people would hear. Um, you know, he was always using the words or an advice uh, from other people you know, as a tool against himself, um, always finding, using the information that he was getting as evidence for how, you know, he wasn't doing things right or, you know, ways in which he made bad choices in his past or, you know, how he's not, you know, um, you know, creating the life that he wants and, and how today he's much more calm and how, you know, he came to the realization through the work that we've been doing that, you know, no one else can decide this life for him, right? He was, you know, and it was really cool because you could see, I mean, I, I, I can see the shift. I can see the transformation, but it was really cool when he said that his wife noticed, his wife made mention of how of how he talks differently. You know, she was listening to him having a conversation with someone. Um, You know, he was in the meeting and, you know, she made mention to him afterwards that, you know, you talk differently. You just sound different. You don't, you know, you don't sound, you sound more assured. And, you know, in his mind, you know, he's recognized this as, you know, he doesn't, you know, when he's, when he enters into a discussion, he doesn't feel like he's coming from this place of his, his word was pleading, right? He's not he's like, I'm not pleading for what, for what I want or what I expect or believe I should have. He's, you know, he's like, I, he's like, I feel like I step in the situations now much more intentional and, you know, this concept that, you know, we've talked about in the past is, you know, you know, we get to choose to be the buyer or the seller 
in any given interaction that we're having. And when we're the seller, when we choose to be the seller, you know, it's, it's almost like we're, we're, we're trying to convince the other person of, you know, of what we have to offer. We're trying to convince them to either like us or accept us or accept what we're trying to offer them, you know, versus stepping into a situation from the distinction of being the buyer where you are offering the value and you are the one that's deciding whether or not to further engage. You are the one that's going to be the decision maker as to whether or not this relationship is going to work for you or this situation is going to work for you or that this job is for you or this company is for you or that this person is for you. It's a very different distinction and there's a very different intention behind, you know, stepping into a situation as the buyer versus the seller. And, you know, my client was, you know, was just talking to me this morning about how he feels much more assured and steps into situations, you know, you know, intentionally and understanding the context and who he wants to show up as in each of the interactions, you know, so it was, it was really cool. And it made me think about, um, you know, one, it just made me, it made me, it just reminded me why I do the work that I do. And, and I love to see that work, the work and the progress reflected in the lives of my clients. So that was really cool. Um, But it made me want to talk about, you know, what, what, what led to this, right? What, what, what led to, you know, this shift in my client's life, this shift that is not only has been evident, you know, that he's witnessed, but that his, you know, his wife, others have witnessed, his wife has witnessed, his other, you know, others have witnessed that he is not the same. And, you know, it really comes down to, you know, all of the work that, you know, that I do and the, the work that I focus on. And it's really around, you know, managing our minds, you know, managing our minds, you know, people hear, you know, this concept of thought work and hear this concept of managing their mind. And I think it's, it's, it's easy to, to kind of make it out into something that's, that's more complex than it needs to be. But I think if you start from the basic premise that, you know, what we think and what we believe drives the results in our lives. If you start from that premise and you start from this notion of our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings produce our actions and our actions produce our results. It's not so complex. You know, it's, it's actually a framework that allows you to reverse engineer the results that you have in your life and reverse them back and tie them back all the way back to, okay, what are the thoughts? What are the beliefs that I'm attaching to, that I'm agreeing with, that I'm holding on to, that I'm affirming and committing to on a daily basis that are producing the results in my life? You know, I think, and I don't think that that is a very challenging or difficult concept for, for people to understand. And, and, and most of my clients, if I, once I say that to them, 
they will immediately agree with it. But I think there's a piece that, that, that I think people have a, a harder time wrapping their head around. And that's the piece where I, I say the circumstances are neutral. Facts are neutral. And facts can't hurt us until we have a thought about them. Now, that's the part that people tend to want to, you know, they just, they take pause. People, they're either pause or they want to push back or, you know, they want to question or it just doesn't, just doesn't compute. And, and, and here's the thing. I, I believe that that is just the way the universe works. And I'm not here to try to tell you what you need to believe or what you should believe. You get to believe whatever you want to believe. You're already doing that. But what I would offer you is that let's just go with this for a minute and pretend that everything that I'm saying is true, right? Let's pretend that facts are neutral. I mean, because they are, right? Because circumstances you know, the things that happen in the world, right? The events, the facts that happen in the world don't have, they, they don't really affect us. We don't have a feeling about them until we have a thought about them, right? That's just the truth. Um, you know, and what I've found is that it is much more useful to think about the world that way than it is to not think about it that way. It's much more useful to think about circumstances as as neutral um, because what it does is it allows me to choose how I'm going to respond to the things that happen in the world. This is not to say, look, look, I, I, there are things that are going to occur. There are things that are occurring today that I have no control over. I have no control over, right? Things are going to happen. Things are happening. Um, things have happened to me in my life, to members of my family, to people that I love, to friends. And, and I'm not trying to say that, and, and, and hear me out. I'm not saying that we are to be neutral. I'm not saying that our response is to be neutral. I'm saying that the circumstances not the opinions, right? I'm talking about the objective reality, the objective things that are happening in the world. Those things are neutral. And then we have thoughts about them. And it is, and it, and it, and it's the thoughts that we have about them that create our experience, that create our emotion, that drive the experience that we have in the world. It's the meaning. We are the ones making the meaning. We're always the ones making the meaning, right? Which is why you can have two people sit in a room and have the same experience and respond in two completely different ways because they're each making their own meaning of the circumstance. The circumstance is just neutral, you know? So, you know, this comes into play, you know, it's, and it's the premise of, you know, it's a basic premise of the work that, 
you know, that I do. It's a basic premise, I believe, of thought work and, and developing a managed mind is, is really, really understanding this and not understanding this just in an intellectual way, but actually emotionalizing this. I don't even know if that's a word, but we're going to go with it, you know, because this is, this is where we get to decide when the things in the world are happening, all of the inputs that are coming in, we get to decide what we're going to make them mean. And that meaning that we choose is going to determine how we feel. It's going to determine our emotions around this. And those, and that emotion, that feeling, how we feel is going to dictate the actions and the behaviors that we take or the ones that we don't take. And those behaviors form our results. Those behaviors form and create the experience that we have in the world. Now, I love this because this concept for me is very empowering. This concept for me is the concept that that helped me to clearly understand that I'm I get to choose. I have agency. I have agency in this world. I have agency regardless of what happens to me. I get to decide how I'm going to respond and I get to decide you know, I get to pick. I literally get to choose the meaning that I want to have so that I can have the feelings and, and, and to have the experience that I want. And this, and, and let me just stay here. This isn't about feeling good all the time and feeling happy all the time. You know, and I think I've said this before, you know, I've had circumstances in my life where, where, where people were trying to, to, to influence me or offer the idea that, 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 that I should feel happier or I should feel better or I didn't have to feel sad about something that I actually wanted to be sad about. There is a time and place for everything, right? This isn't about trying to, you know, manufacture a feeling of happy in a circumstance where you actually want to feel sad. What this is about is this is about stepping out of uh, a mindset and stepping out of a space where, where, where you are manufacturing unnecessary suffering and, and, and doing it in the manner where you're telling yourself a story that is happening to you when the truth is, is that you are the one that's creating the suffering. Right. You are the one that's creating the unpleasant experience based on how you're choosing to see the world, based on how you're choosing to see yourself in the world, based on how you're choosing to define the circumstance that's happening. Right. And, you know, so often, you know, I remember times where there were things that there, there, there were 
there were thoughts that I had and beliefs that I had that I thought were facts that weren't really facts. They were just the opinion of someone else that I chose to adopt and I chose to take in and I chose to align with. And in my alignment and agreement with those beliefs, in my mind, I was operating as if they were facts. You know, but I had a choice in it. I, I had agency. And so, you know, one of the great things about this is that I get to look back now on, on my past and I get to reframe my past based on this framework. I get to reframe, I get to go back and actually see, okay, you know, in, in those instances where I may have seen myself as the victim, right? Where, you know, I got, you know, I was telling myself that this just happened to me. You know, I can go back and see exactly, okay, this makes, it makes sense now, right? It makes sense that this happened. It makes sense that that was my experience based on what I was believing to be true. You know, this comes into play, particularly, you know, in the context of, you know, our self-concept, right? How we see ourselves, right? How, how we see ourselves shapes and informs the experience that we have. How we see ourselves determines the results that we can create in our lives. And if we see ourselves as fixed, if we see our personalities as fixed, if we see them as one way, then we're going to, we're going to go through life and go through the world in a certain manner versus the person who sees themselves as moldable and sees their personality as moldable and sees their, their personality as something that's a function of the life that they're trying to live or the future that they're trying to create. Right. And seeing yourself as, as moldable and adaptable. You know, I think sometimes we get so, we're so easily offended because we're so attached to this idea of ourselves as this fixed thing. We're so attached to the idea of ourselves as, as being, you know, um, just unable to change. And so all the characteristics about us, about our personality, you know, if somebody makes a comment about us, if somebody gives us some feedback, you know, when we see ourselves as unchangeable, when we see ourselves as fixed, of course you're going to be, of, of course you're easily offended. Of course, because you, you're attaching yourself to this element of your behavior that someone's commenting on when that element is just something that you're exhibiting today and you can choose not to exhibit it tomorrow. So it's not, it's not you. It's not you. Like your personality isn't fixed. Like you can change. You can change how you see yourself. You can change your personality. But if you believe your personality is fixed, if you believe that like who you are is just this fixed thing that, that can't be changed, of course you're going to be easily offended. Of course, the opinions of others are going to feel like an attack on you because you are connecting yourself to this idea 
But if you are, but if you see yourself as moldable, if you see yourself as changeable, if you see yourself as just someone who is actually choosing to exhibit certain characteristics and behaviors in a given context, and you can change that based on the things that you want to do and who you choose to be and what you want to create for yourself, then when someone gives you feedback or someone has an opinion, you get to choose what to do with that. You get to decide. You get to decide if, you know, what you want to make of that input. And you also kind of get to a place to where other people can be wrong about you. Because maybe their idea of who you should be is not the idea. It's not who you want to be anymore. Maybe you're evolving and they still, they believe that they still have a right to the old version of you. And that old version is gone. And they're not comfortable with it. But you are. And you get to move forward in the new version of you. And you're not leaving anybody as a result of this. You're just making a choice. And they get to have their thoughts and opinions about it. And you get to have your thoughts and opinions about you. And they don't have to align. And that's okay. And nothing's gone wrong. So, you know, I know I've, I've gone on a little bit about this. I'm going to talk about a little bit more about this in the, in, in the next, in the next podcast. I just, um, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to come on here and be too structured today. I just wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, like I said, what, what, you know, you know, what my client was telling me this morning just kind of spurred this thought to, you know, to have this conversation about this. And I'm going to, I'm going to go deeper into this because I think it's, it's, it's so important. It's, it's, and it's, it's such a, it is so kind of like the, the, the foundation of where this work, you know, of, of, of where this work begins. And I truly believe that if we get to, if we can get to a place to where we can acknowledge can become aware of, 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 of our agency and our choice and become aware and create the space between the things that happen in the world and the decision we have and how to perceive that and the meaning we get to place on that. And we get to a place where we actually truly understand that that meaning is created by us. I think there's so much power there. I think that's where all our power lies. So I hope this was helpful. Um, if it was, please give me a review. Um, you know, you guys can reach me on Instagram, can reach me on Facebook. Um, you can send me an email directly to let me know um, and give me feedback. I appreciate all the feedback. Listen, if you don't like what I said, tell me. I appreciate that feedback too. Doesn't mean I'm going to do anything with it, but you know, all feedback is good. So that's it. Thank you so much, guys. I'll see you on the flip side. Cheers.
If you're serious about making massive traction in the areas of your life that are most important to you, check me out online at DwayneLecky.com. I'm also on social media. You can reach me at Dwayne Lecky Coaching, both on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, you can always find me on this podcast, The Rebirth of You. Again, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you've heard, please like, please share, and please subscribe. Thank you so much, guys. I'll talk to you soon.